Hello and welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast. My name is Laura Rowe, the editor of the magazine and your host for this week. Today we're joined by special guest, Bella Younger, aka Deliciously Stella. And we're talking about the food trends we can't get on board with, from magic cakes to black burger buns. Sarah, our drinks writer, guides us on the summer rosé wines we should be trying with a quick tutored tasting of her favourite high street buys. And Bella talks to us about her deliciously stellar alter ego, clean eating and hashtag getting the glow. Now, we love a food trend here at Olive, but only if it makes sense, i.e. it's delicious to eat or it's delicious to drink. But this week, Janine, our food editor, myself and Bella are talking about those food trends that just don't quite hit the spot. We've got a special guest today, which is um, Bella, who's also known as Deliciously Stella. Hello. <laughs> and you've probably seen her Instagram feed, which is growing, going great guns at the moment. We'll be talking about that later on in the podcast in much more detail. But first, we're just going to kick off with some some things that maybe we've seen recently, yes. food trends that perhaps we're not all... on board with. No, well, guys, you hopefully know us as a magazine that we often, we discover trends that we really love. Um, Avocado, for example, last week, (laughs) which I know, Bella, you don't... I actually really like avocados. (laughs) I just feel like I need to wear a balaclava when I buy them. (laughs) Exactly. But there are other stuff that we just think, who created this? You're the devil at work. Why are you doing it? Exactly. And um, one of them that we saw recently was um, Magic Cakes. Can you yeah. tell us all about this? We weren't quite sure um, about this, were we? Clues in the name. It's a magic <laughs> cake. You mix everything together and it separates into three perfect layers. Um, and by magic, we, we, Yeah, by magic. <laughs> and we've seen books and nice pictures, but we, we tried one for ourselves and we kind of didn't really get the result we were right. after. So... Yeah, that sort of um, looks over taste and texture. Yeah, that's quite scientific. Yeah, which baking can be, but yeah, it, it kind it kind of yeah, it kind of works, but it doesn't work to the sort of level yeah. that you know of perfection that we've seen. Um, and and you can see if you kind of go on Instagram, you'll see a couple of really good professionally shot ones, and then you'll see everyone else's <laughs> attempt, which falls far short of it. Um, and then another one we were talking about, um, my own personal bugbear is um this whole black food thing which just seems to have got completely out of control and it's more mm. like a personal i don't really want to eat black I've, i have got a thing about i mean i would take it all the way back to squid ink risotto which i know you probably love <laughs> i really love it <laughs> but you then it? i mean i do like it yeah. yeah but then when you take start taking it into um burger buns which actually came from a um burger bun in a really high-end japanese restaurant that was charcoal and then it filtered down to a japanese um Burger in Burger King, where they had a black bun, black cheese, and black sauce. And for me, that's just you know, know, stuff of I did see that, and there was a big article in like a women's magazine about how black black food was going to be the new thing this year. And I was like, how? What have we done? What have we done? It's like we're eating coal. Yeah. We've all lost <laughs> yeah. the plot. Yeah, we've really lost the plot. We've all been plot. naughty. It's Christmas time yeah. and we have it's to It's like, eat. fair enough, put avocado in everything. Like, at least a lot of <laughs> people like that. Good. But why? Why have you made something black? It looks burnt. Yeah. Indeed. And also, yeah. um, it's made its way into juices now because it's got health properties, charcoal, oh, and <laughs> cocktails. And last week, we were um, sent a press release about the £48 black chicken, which is, it's actually a genetic... Um, genetic trait in the chicken which means that it's got um its skin and its flesh is completely black i think there's just something (laughs) putting about it isn't it is that certain food colorings you just don't necessarily expect to eat Mm. so say like blue foods like you the, blue, the blue smarties that were banned well indeed yeah yeah you just don't expect to have them in your food group 
um, blue cocktails that you had when you were 15. Oh, God, no, not 15. No, Obviously, 18, 18, 18. 18. 18. <laughs> <laughs> Those vivid blue cocktails that we remember, the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Blue Curacao. Yeah. Are there any other few trends that you are not liking at the moment? Um, well, I did see India Knight wrote a piece about chickpea meringues. We chickpea have done chickpea, but they work. You, They're have really you tried good. Them? They're I have really not, good. but I just feel like <laughs> really well. eat a meringue. <laughs> if you want a meringue, have a meringue. I guess it's the vegan. The yeah. vegan thing is yeah, is I mean, huge, and we thought we tried them, and we thought it's not going to work. Again, we were dubious of that one, weren't we? And actually, we got a really good result with it. So I guess if you were, you know, if that was your, if you're vegan for whatever reason, and you wanted to try and replicate that meringue thing, then you you can do it. Does it taste like a meringue? Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, it yeah. really does. We're not kidding. We yeah. wouldn't say it. This is the thing with our trends yeah. in the magazine. Yeah. We don't feature stuff that we don't genuinely yeah. believe in, and that we, we were like, wow, that is actual magic because yeah, it, the texture, the yeah. taste, the look, it was all like a real meringue. What are your thoughts on gluten? Is it allowed? I mean, not if you're a celiac. Obviously, no. Not. <laughs> but, but otherwise, I'm all for it. Yeah, my granny was a celiac, and people think I'm some crazed gluten like gluten intolerance denier. And I'm like, no, I'm absolutely not. Like, I know, I know how bad it is when you can't eat it. I just don't think that not eating it for fashion purposes is acceptable. No, I don't think you should alienate any food groups unless you. No. I mean, we're on board with most food groups. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we're all about. Yeah. Include as many as we you can. We tend to just give people the choice. Yeah. you know, if they if they um. We do we do mark up our recipes if they're if they're gluten free because we we do have a nutritionist who can give us that breakdown, but we don't go out of our way to do any kind of um, food which is you know free of food groups. It's just mm. that mm. It, while we're writing recipes, it just happens naturally. Yeah, so we like exactly. to think we just have got a nice big range of different yeah, types of recipes for people. But um, obviously, if you're on a gluten free diet, you would have to go on and then go beyond our magazine and, and to cookery books to get, mm. you know. To, or our website. Where or our website. We, have got, we do, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a bigger picture there for people who really, really are celiac yeah. and can't do it. I think that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's just about giving people the right information so they yeah. can make an informed decision. So, and yeah. I think a lot of like free from, from food, if you're not doing it for medical reasons, mm. you're kind of removing the joy with whatever else you're removing. Exactly. So at least our recipes always come from a really good place where it's we want it to be as amazingly tasty and you know nutritious in all yeah. the right ways as possible um yeah. so we'd never take away something just for the sake of it but what's nuts is something that i've noticed is that everything that doesn't have gluten in that you shouldn't have gluten in is yeah. now described as gluten-free <laughs> so i was talking to my friend felicity Spector the other day and she said that she found a bottle of water fizzy water that said gluten-free on it and you know it's on <laughs> popcorn it's on everything and i'm like yeah. it's popcorn it's not supposed to have gluten in it i think we've gone so full circle though haven't we of where we've had this age of like processed foods and mm. playing around with foods so much that perhaps so some stuff what, did yeah. have extra things added than maybe. we wouldn't know about. I mean, yeah. you hope not with water, but maybe that's... <laughs> <You'd> really, <laughs> what kind of world are we living in where they're adding gluten? Yeah. 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 Creep into our like water. off of Mean Girls where they, they put the... Calcium bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They filtered it through something, I don't know, some wheat, wheat filtered water or something. Um, the last one, which um, I'm sure, Bella, you've got feelings about, is, um, is things that as food served on not plates, as in... Slates. Yeah, well, <laughs> slates, got a bit, bit of a list here, bangers and mash in a wine glass, that was a good one. Oh, God. <laughs> Breakfast on a shovel. <laughs> Flower um, pots. And apparently this you. is a massive thing, bread served in flat caps and slippers, which what? I just find... What? Yes. Where? This is real. Is that like at the shed or something, where um, they're all country? I've seen more than one example of this, mm, and goodness. also um, things served in shoes, I, I 
I saw trainers, high right. heels, a drink <laughs> in a high heel, um, some chips in a trainer. It's right. quite distressing. I mean, but I've, I've the thing was is, this on the street outside of the no. restaurant, or was this actually inside? There's a really good uh, Twitter, Instagram feed called "We Want Plates," yeah. um, and there's so many shockers on there that it's worth going to see. But see, that's madness. And also, serving it in something different gives it an inevitable markup, doesn't it? You say, yes. "Let's add a fiver onto that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like served in a flat cap, twenty-five thousand pounds extra. <laughs> I remember one of my most interactive with tweets a little while ago was I found this thing on Instagram where the chef. Had kind of broken the plate in half and that was what he was serving on it's like and you're going to charge more for that as well even though you got half your dinner China. got half your dinner but... <laughs> yeah. did you just get a half a plate <laughs> yeah oh, okay yeah so did you have to go and find your matching half and then it was like <laughs> yeah, exactly that's part thing. of the challenge yeah. Yeah. oh my god like a lock and key party <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh that's my nightmare shudder yeah. yeah not cool not cool all right so i think we've officially concluded that they are trends we're not on board with exactly. but if you want to know the trends you should be on board with then yeah. definitely get our latest issue or have a look on Olive Magazine. Yeah, and if you want to know where to go and buy a charcoal cocktail, mm. we've actually got a piece on olivemagazine.com oh, okay, about perfect. the whole charcoal trend. <laughs> if we've so, intrigued you enough yeah, to want to try exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Next up, we have Sarah, our drinks writer, and Bella back again to talk about rosé wines, and they shouldn't be scoffed at this summer. They are wonderful if you choose correctly. Okay, now we are going to taste some rosé wines. Hurrah! (laughs) Summer is here. I feel like it's one of the kind of indicators that summer has properly arrived, although it's pretty miserable outside today. It is, but cider Um, or rosé is my summer drink of choice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it's got to be... It's got to be a rosé. Yeah. Got to be a rosé blush. Oh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> very specific. Very specific. I don't like that sort of like orangey coloured one. The really sweet one. I've got a friend who only drinks Gallo rosé and only eats chips. So I know whenever I go out with her, that's Good exactly what we're going to have. <laughs> well, we were going to talk today because actually the kind of perception of rosé is changing a little bit. Yeah. It's not about those kind of really bright, jammy yeah. rosés anymore. It's getting a little more sophisticated. And actually there's some fantastic ones available now that you can get in your supermarkets. Mm. Um, Sainsbury's this week actually released lots of research about rosé. Okay. Um, They themselves sell over 15 million bottles of rosé a year. Wow. With one in 10 bottles is now rosé that they sell. Wow. Which, you know, just goes to show how popular it's becoming. Yeah. And it's the kind of under 30s that are buying the pale Provence Okay. Kind of rosés now, which is quite an interesting development, I think. Yeah, definitely. So we're tasting rosés today to find out a bit more about them and to know what we should be looking out for. Yeah. We've Um, got three different styles. We've got one from Bordeaux. Okay. um, Which you can buy at Sainsbury's. One from Lirac, which is Southern Rhone, so very close to Chateauneuf-du-Pape. Okay. um, And also close to Provence, so it's that paler kind of style. Okay. And we've also got one, which is one in the middle, which is um, from New Zealand. New world rosés, so New Zealand, America, Australia, tend to be that kind of brighter pink. Okay, okay. It's just the kind of grapes they use and the the methods that they use to make them. Yeah. So rosé is its own style. It's not just mixing red and white together to get pink. <laughs> just clarify that, yeah, okay. <laughs> Although you can do that. There okay. are certain, you're not allowed to do it in France unless you're in Champagne. Okay. Um, which is bizarre, you'd think it may be the other way around. Um, but other countries do allow you to mix. So how do you make rosé wine then? What's the difference between a red or a white wine? So it's made from red grapes. Okay. And it's just left, it's made at a cooler temperature than red wine. 
and the their skins are left in contact with the wine for a shorter time period. Okay, so they don't have a chance to develop the colour mm. like you would yeah. with the red wine. So that's okay. the main method of production. Okay. So how long the skin's left in contact dictates the strength of the colour. Okay. The other way of doing it is called bleeding, and which sounds disgusting. <laughs> but what they do is they make the red wine and then take off a little bit of the juice at kind of an early stage, which will mean that the red wine that's made is darker in colour and has more tannin in it. Okay. And then you can take the stuff that you've siphoned off, the kind of rosé juice you've siphoned off, and then ferment that to make rosé. Interesting. So there's two methods. So these it. all produced in the former style? Um, I wouldn't be able to say. Okay. Without... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Testing <laughs> me. Shush. <laughs> okay. Um, We're just going to concentrate on how yeah. we taste and look today. Yeah. yeah. Taste, yeah. So we'll, we'll have... Um, tasting notes presumably on all of these yes. on the website afterwards yeah. um but which one are we starting with Sarah? Um, is we're going to the... start with the Bordeaux which is a uh, taste difference from Sainsbury's okay so this is one on the left left yeah, yeah. so okay. this is the Excellent. lightest out of the three we're tasting cheers everyone cheers 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 thank you cheers. Tuesday afternoon rosé great it's very fresh isn't it that's what I do it like is very fresh and yeah it's like we say it's a really pale colour really fresh on the nose lots of red fruits as you'd expect yeah um Tastes like wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wet and alcoholic, which are two of my favourite things. Yeah, wet, alcoholic, not white, can't drink white wine because of the white wine werewolf. <laughs> Pardon? What now? The white wine werewolf. What's that? Please? It's what happens to women when they go on dates and they drink white wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that explain a lot of phrase. my dates. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I genuinely think there's something in it. There's okay. something in it that makes us psychopaths. Okay, so what what drinks should we stick to just for future reference? Well, when I go rose, dating? of course. Rose, okay, yeah. Good. yeah, I'm going to have a rose connoisseur and I'll never behave badly again. <laughs> okay, good. So, so to me, I get a lot of raspberry okay, from that. Check. I'm just going to have another little sip just to check that. Yeah, just to check. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's quite a high level of acidity yeah. in this one, which yeah. means that it will pair quite well with food. Okay. So particularly kind of seafood, yeah. barbecue stuff, that kind of, um, you know, summery, outdoorsy yeah. food that you expect to drink with rosé. Perfect. Yeah, so it's, it's very good. crisp and kind of refreshing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Is that... Is that dry? Is that how you describe yeah. it? Okay, good. <laughs> so God, I'm wait, so marks for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, colour doesn't necessarily dictate how sweet it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's, presumably the quality of it necessarily. Or presumably, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so the way to kind of gauge it is acidity is called a dribble test. Okay. Which, again, is quite gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's basically if you take a sip of the wine and then if you were to put your head forward a little bit, can you feel the kind of the saliva gathering? That yeah. is hideous. You, I know. Don't do that on a date either. I certainly won't. I won't do that here, not in your lovely office. <laughs> you just don't drool all have to over myself. You can, just, you can feel it without doing it. You see, I'd get that wrong though, and I would be like <laughs> disgusting, foaming at the mouth. So it's how it's getting kind of the cheeks working, isn't it? Yeah, that it's that kind yeah. of like tingly. Yeah. Okay. On the like the side of your tongues. So you're not classier, just to clarify, if you go for a lighter blush. Not necessarily, no. No. God, that's just ruined everything. I know it has. Me. It's shattered illusions. Me. Shattered right. all of my illusions about how much of <laughs> a classy bird I am. Either way, that was really good. I really like that. So that's um, a 2015 Bordeaux from Sainsbury's. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's the thing with, with rosés, you want to be looking for the last year's vintage. They need okay. to be drunk fresh. Interesting. Um, if they sit around too long, they get kind of tired and a little bit musty and interesting I didn't know yeah that. my parents don't drink champagne and they had this lo- a massive stash of sort of rosé bubbles and it was really old and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tried and I just thought that as wine got older it was inevitably nicer 
But yeah, I suppose no, it not the truth. Depends, depends on the wine. There you go. Oh, there we go. That's right. me every day. So, okay, now we're going to move on to it's a New Zealand Pinot Noir rose, um, and it's from Aldi's exquisite collection. Okay. Um, this is a slightly darker. Okay, so this is the darkest one, isn't it? Out of the three, it is. Tasting. Yeah. I mean, you automatically think of think it's going to be sweeter, but yeah, it does smell slightly sweeter on the nose to me. I agree. It smells a bit more jammy. It's a bit more kind of cooked. Yes, cooked Fruits berries, yeah, than... like a summer pudding. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. What can you smell? <laughs> <laughs> I agree, summer pudding. Summer pudding. That's what it is. Yeah. All I'm thinking is just don't drink all of it because you're not here to get drunk. You are here to taste wine. Okay. And for me, on the palate, it's a lot of strawberry. Yes. Hint yeah. of melon, I get. I'm going to try that again just to check. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's definitely not as. Um, I have to confess, crisp. I can now see the label on the back. Oh, so you've got the tasting oh, you've notes got the there. <laughs> You're cheating. <tasting. laughs> I haven't cheated. I just copied you. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, yeah, so that one's slightly sweeter for me. It is slightly sweeter, but not in an unpleasant way. It's just yeah, slightly sweeter. No, and then again, it's it's so difficult to tell because this is slightly higher in um, ABV, slightly higher okay. alcohol, which gives you that kind of. The mouth feels a bit fuller. Yeah. Which is just the the effect of the alcohol. Okay. So you, you might perceive it as sweeter. Okay. But actually, it's still quite acidic. Interesting. Do the dribble test. Uh, <laughs> no, but thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the third one that we're going to do is um, from Lyrac, which I said is from Southern Rhone. So that's very okay. close to Chateauneuf de Pop and um, Provence. So it's, again, it's back to the kind of pale style. Rosé. And where's this one from, sorry? Oh, this is from M&S. Okay. It's one of their um, own label ones, but... That smells really different. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, because you think rosé wine, rosé wine, but they mm. are all yeah. very different. And very different, mm. again, taste-wise. Yeah. That's the most different of all of them, I think. Tell us what we meant to say for this one, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what does this one taste of? So this is my first time trying them as okay. well. Okay. So I'm kind of doing it. Real-life reactions. Real-life reactions. I find that really creamy. Okay, I'm going to try again. It's more like... Um, yeah, I know what it's you mean. Like, it In reminds me of the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Mm. Strawberry it's, sand cream. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got a little hint of pepper. It's got something kind of spicy. I Yeah, no, I get that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And again, this is they're all um, 2015 vintage. Seasoned fresh off. Fresh off the boat, as it were. Um, and, and again, they're, they're this again is 0.5% higher in alcohol. Interesting. So that's probably where we're getting that kind of creaminess. Yeah. I actually just right. caught a glimpse of the label on that one too. Now we're going down that route. And this um, wine is apparently good with spicy food, it says there too. Yeah. So maybe good for like light curries in, in the summertime. Yeah, well. although you have to be careful with pairing um, wines when you're having spicy food because... Um, Alcohol actually irritates okay. your mouth. It kind of um, opens your taste buds, so you'll be more perceptive to the spice. Heat. Okay. So actually a sweeter rosé would be better with a spicy curry, for instance. Okay, good to know again. Yeah. Okay, so what was your favourite, Bella? Um, I think I like the second one the best. Okay, so that was the New Zealand. New Zealand. And that was from... I do like a new world wine. Yeah, yeah. I think I do as well. Mm. It, depending on the context of the situation, but they do yeah. produce some cracking ones, and that's a really, really nice one, isn't yeah, it? Yes, so that's the Pinot Noir Rosé. It's from Marlborough, 
and it's available in Aldi. Okay, and, and what about your collection? Sarah, which was your favourite? I don't know, I'm tossing up between... No, have a quick taste of all of them. Yeah, just try them again. Yeah. I think I prefer the Bordeaux. Interesting. Which I wasn't expecting, I was <clears> expecting <throat> to like the Southern Rain one yeah. more, because that's my kind of style. That's your jam. That's my jam. Yeah. But I do prefer the, the kind of crispness, the acidity. yeah. Of the Bordeaux, I still get a lot of it's very fruit forward, so yeah. I think I could probably only have, I think my favorite is the last one, so that's the Southern Rhone one, and that's from MS. Yeah. I think I could probably only have one glass of that where I think I could drink a whole bottle of the, <laughs> of the Bordeaux. Responsible drinking, yeah, <laughs> in a responsible way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It was, well, it's interesting that we've all genuinely have come up with different. I've obviously picked the wrong one, so. no, <laughs> no, 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 it's, there's it's no such thing, is there? No. We also have, we could do a wild card tasting, yeah. haven't we? We've got, we've got a um, fourth bottle now, but this is of the more, the bright pink colour. Um, yeah, so this is a white Zinfandel from California, which so is the kind of rosé that a lot of people automatically jump to yeah. when you think about rosé. Yeah. Okay. That's a good sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, bright pink. Thank you. And this is the one that you could probably, not this particular one, because this looks like a nice one, but if you're going to a petrol station or whatever and you're trying to grab a bottle of wine and it's a rosé, it's probably going to be a white Zinfandel, isn't it? Yeah. That's kind of what made rosé popular again. The French actually drink a lot of rosé. Interesting. They, I think I read some of it, they actually drink more rosé than they do white wine. Yeah. Which is, okay. you know, we've got some way to catch up. Yeah. But in the UK, it's these kind of new world white Zinfandels that really kind of... Um, kick-started the resurgence. Mm, Have you seen um, the fat Jewish? He has his Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yes. He has his own <laughs> range of rosé. Yes, White yes, girl rosé, it's called. Amazing. And it's it's basically for people who live in the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> an ambition to have, that. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I need to make my own booze. We are making our own olive beer, aren't we? But we maybe are, the next yes. step is olive wine. We have to all come back and... Yeah, a little trip to France. Yeah, there we go. Nice, yeah. So yeah, this one smells uber jammy to me. It yeah. is. It's, it's very sweet. For me, it's yeah. that kind of... Um, to me, it tastes like sour watermelon sweets. Ooh, oh, I like those, so I'm looking forward to them. They these. are delicious. Ooh. Reminds me a little bit of cream soda. Yeah. Yes, kind of. yes. So that is very sweet to me. So they describe it on the bottle as sweet and fruity, which I would definitely say it falls into that category. Yeah. And uh, strawberry and watermelon flavours. You won. <laughs> and delicious with berry desserts. I think it would go quite well as a dessert wine. When yeah. it's, not, it's not a dessert wine, but I think it would work very well in that. Exactly. And again, like, you know, you have to match alcohol with chilli heat. Yes. You have to match sweet with sweet. Yeah. So if you're going to have a sweet dessert you need a sweet wine to match the levels. Yeah. So that actually would be perfect if you were having... I think like an Eaton mess or something like that, yeah. where it's really creamy and you've got the sweetness yeah. of the yeah. wine, it'd go really, really well. It's making me hungry, yeah. thinking about... Imagine how we feel. I should do a food <laughs> magazine every day. <laughs> all I would do is eat. I mean, yes, that's all we that's do. All we do. All we do. Yeah, I would literally perpetually eat. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Wow, that was okay. so interesting. Thank you, Sarah. Thank yep. you, Bella, for... No, not at all. Thank you so much. Um, I think the thing to take away is there are so many different types of rosé available now. There will be one for you. There will be one for you. Yeah, definitely. So if you want to find any more out about rosé, you can read a lovely article by Sarah, which I'm sure she'll be writing the minute she gets out of this podcast. Yes, of course. And um, there's lots more other sort of booze and non-alcoholic related content on olivemagazine.com as well. And every single issue we have Kate Hawkins, our lovely wine writer who shares lots of great knowledge. Um, So you can have a look at that too. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank you. 
Okay, so we're back with Bella. It's just you and me now. So Bella is uh, the founder of Deliciously Stella Instagram, and you've now got a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. You've got some short clips, uh, movie clips as well online, which I've been really enjoying. Yeah, I've got a book coming out in oh, wow. September. That's exciting. Yeah, a recipe book. A recipe book. Yeah, Amazing. I'll be sending it to you guys Please for sure. Do. Yeah, yeah. It's very much spoof recipes. There's no take home from okay. this recipe book. Well, if it includes like hula hoops and fizzy sweets, I'll still be keen because I like yeah. both of those. I mean, if you like them on your porridge, then. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Okay, so when did it start? It's about a year and a half old now? Maybe? No, it's old, like old just a tiny bit over a year. Okay. I started it sort of May last year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just sort of, I was on Instagram and I was like, I've seen the same photo 25,000 times and yeah. it's all of an avocado and yeah. it's really annoying. <laughs> and um, everyone was doing beach yoga and they were all, it, just, it was all quite smug to be honest. Yeah. And um, I just thought, hey... My life's a bit more rubbish than yours. (laughs) Maybe I'll just take some pictures of me being really gross. And it kind of spiraled, didn't it? Because Mm. you've sort of had several thousand and now, what are you at now? Is it 125,000? Yeah. Quite a lot. It's quite a lot. So people obviously resonate with this kind of anti-clean eating movement that you're doing. Yeah, I think that people were just sick of women being told that they had to be perfect all the time. And it's... Yeah, it's something that only really happens to women. And it was everywhere on social media, this idea that you have to be a certain size and shape and eat a certain thing to be like accepted by society. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what, I eat loads of pepperonis <laughs> and I have a good time. It's because you get joy from it, isn't it? And that's what, for me, it, you really resonated with me because it wasn't about not enjoying clean, clean, which I hate this word. That was one word I banned when I joined Olive was clean and skinny. Yeah. They, yeah. they do not exist in Olive anymore. Good. Um, but it's about kind of finding joy in food and you just, you find joy in, in all foods like we do. And, and I, we absolutely yeah. love that. And you come from a place of knowledge about food as well because you did a lease course. I did. Well, I've right? done a, I've done a lease course. And um, yeah, it's just... I don't have anything against anyone who wants to eat loads of vegetables. In fact, I eat, I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat reasonably <laughs> healthily. Like, Delicious Seller is very much a character. Yeah. Um, I just do think that it's been taken too far and the alienation of all these food groups and, you know, telling all these young women that they need to spend this much money in Holland and Barrett or Holds Foods or, you know, they need all these supplements and yeah. they want to actually really be healthy. I just think it's not very good for everyone. Yeah, I, I personally don't like that demonization of there's a good and a bad way to eat. It's kind of, I think you know your own body and you mm. can listen to your own body. And if your body does just want avocados, knock yourself out. I am one of those. I am absolutely addicted to them. But then I also eat burgers and I eat chips and I eat loads of mayonnaise and loads of cheese and loads of wine. Yeah. And that's okay as well because my body kind of most of the time says that's all right. Yeah. And also listen to medical professionals. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean people people who've done science degrees because that helps. They're not yeah. they're not like having a go at you. They're just telling you what's real. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like I actually even quite like courgette, but I don't think it's pasta. No, it's not a pasta replacement. It's not a pasta replacement. That's the problem. Things are being replaced with things that don't quite work. Like chia seeds don't really work at binding cake that well. Like you can kind of get something that resembles cake, but it will ultimately at the end of the day be a vegetable masquerading as a cake. Indeed. Uh, This should have been in our trends segment. One thing that I've seen recently online is a thing called a teardrop cake, which is basically just a clear jelly and they're calling it a cake. And I'm like, it's not. It's water with gelatin in. That is not a cake. Well, it's just water with gelatin in. Yeah, and they put it on like a leaf to look like a tear. Yeah, to look like a raindrop. And you're like, no, that's not cake. It's like plain jelly. Yes, clear jelly. I mean, I don't Can even you see the fury. I don't, I don't even like jelly. I don't even like jelly. Jelly's a disaster for me. <laughs> but the, the fact that it would be flavourless jelly. Yeah. That's just heathen. Yeah. That's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. These so many of these things I see, and I'm like, is that happening? Birch water. What's that? 
not on board with it. What is it? What is it? I don't know. I don't understand. And this whole, oh, I don't eat any processed sugar. How do you think you got the maple syrup out the tree? There's there's a process in that, I would imagine. There's a process in in cooking, in... And in honey, too. Honey is processed. Yeah, honey is processed. I mean, gosh, I I love honey. You do. loads of honey today. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Honey and rosé diet, that's... Mm. that's I went to this amazing place in Kew Gardens called The Hive. Okay. And it's this sort of like... um, sculpture structure in Kew Gardens which is linked up to a beehive elsewhere and there's light bulbs in it that flash in time to how active the beehive is I love that yeah and you can put a piece of wood in your mouth then you press it on this like bollard and it buzzes through your teeth and you can hear the hive that's jazzy yeah 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 I'm really big into bees yeah save the bees save the bees yeah (laughs) we are on board with (laughs) fantastic so we've got um edinburgh festival coming up soon as well which you're taking part in yes i am so what are you doing there so i'm doing deliciously stellar the live show amazing so how long is that it's an hour long right it's character comedy excellent yeah and um, Stella is this person who's desperately, desperately trying to eat clean, but she's got it really, really wrong. <laughs> and she's basically gone to war with her, like um, this woman called Amazingly Alicia, who's <laughs> got a book deal and stolen her boyfriend. And she's trying to win him back okay. by becoming the premier clean eater in the world. But she, you know, puts nutri- Viennettas in Nutribullets. So yeah. she's got it slightly wrong. All right, depending on how or, you look at it. Or right, yeah. depending on how you interpret it. <laughs> Fantastic. And you've been doing some sort of test runs of this, haven't you? Yeah, I've got loads coming up in London. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to preview it as much as possible so that it's all lovely and in a neat package. I'm really bad at learning stuff. My memory is like a sieve, so I have to practice things a lot. Yeah before I'm able to do them without notes. Okay, so where can our listeners find um, I've got days? a couple of gigs at the Drayton Arms, which is coming up at the 18th and 19th of July, I think, okay. which is in Chelsea. Um, if you just Google Deliciously Stellar Preview, so many will come up. Brilliant. I haven't got a website yet. I'm working on it. I'm okay. really bad with tech. Or obviously you can listen to Deliciously Stellar's podcast. Of course, yeah. you can listen to the podcast or you can follow me on Instagram and then there'll be information there for sure. Okay, and then you're in Edinburgh for the whole of August. The well. whole of August at 7.15 every night. Amazing. And where is that in? Edinburgh? In the Pleasance in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to know about clean eating that you want um, to tell us? What else do you need to know about clean eating? You've got Get the Glow, haven't you, as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've just got the glow. Yeah, I can tell. I've just, I've just got the glow. I'm basking you know? in it. I'm basking yeah. in it. It's called yeah. good jeans. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, thanks Bella. so much. Not at all. Thank you for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. If you want to hear more from Deliciously Stella, she has a weekly podcast just like us on Acast or iTunes. Or if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's just at Deliciously Stella. We'll be back next week, but make sure you review and rate us on iTunes if you get a second. It's literally just click of some stars, five if you please, uh, to make sure that even more people get to find us. And if you want to get in touch, don't forget we're on social media. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. You can get in touch there, just Olive Magazine. Or you can look at olivemagazine.com where we have thousands of recipes for you to be inspired by, along with restaurant reviews across the UK and loads of travel inspiration with a great foodie and around the world and obviously we are a magazine you can buy it in all good supermarkets and news agents just look out this month for some giant avocados that are barbecued with a spicy harissa and tahini sauce and hummus on the front cover thank you very much and we look forward to hearing from you next week bye <laughs>